If you would like to hear your ad on the Leap Pod, contact us at leappod at gmail.com. That's L-E-E-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now off to the pod. Welcome to another episode of the Leap Pod. So, I'm just going to start this episode off with a fact, because why not? So, you guys all know that being seven feet tall is no easy feat. But, there's only about, like, 20 people in the world that are seven feet, that are, I mean, seven feet five, seven foot five tall. And the odds of you being... The odds of a per or any person to be seven feet tall is zero point zero 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 two. Those are the odds. But the odds of you being someone in the NBA and seven foot five because we all know taco fall is seven feet five there's 529 players in the nba so the odds of that happen of that happening is 0.189 that's way higher so and now i will now we will get into that next segment which is just an announcement about the march madness giveaway so we are finally in March Madness. It started, thank goodness. And yeah, I was just gonna talk about our giveaway. So as you guys already know, we have a custom leap pod wireball, a custom leap pod coaster at the customly power balls filled to the brim with candy which we already have bought and so i figured i might as well give a prize to people that come in second and third so that prize is going to be a ten dollar and a five dollar gift card to sport check so, although it's too late for you guys to get your bracket in, those who do have the bracket in, if you don't get first, you can still get second or third. So, now get on to the next segment, which is the Pelicans talk. Now getting into some talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, I I felt like I wanted to talk about the Pelicans today because they're in kind of a funny spot. And today to talk about them, I have no other than Ethan Babcock. Thanks for being on the pod. Pleasure to be back. Yeah, so the New Orleans Pelicans... The first thing to say is they're seventeen and twenty-four, but they have 
I they have such a young roster with so much potential. Like they got Brandon Ingram, who's like tw- who's twenty three. They got Zion, who's twenty. Like so young, but they do have a really good young team. Uh, I think there's lots of pieces since uh, most of them came over from that Anthony Davis trade a year or two ago. But I think they have lots of pieces, and I'm just curious to see which ones will be a part of their long-term future and which ones might be on the move. Yeah, uh, they have like their people that control the ball most of the time, so those are probably Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. But they also have quite a few great, like, high-quality role players. Well, you could call them role players, but, yeah. Josh Hart, Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo Ball does handle the ball a lot. I don't – he's probably not a role player. He gets – he runs the floor pretty good. Steven Adams, J.J. Redick. They got inside-outside presence. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, like, he's a young guy, but they could develop him too. I've heard, I've heard some rumors swirling around about a couple of their players. Uh, for one, J.J. Redick, I've heard, uh, could be on the move as early as this year, potentially potentially a buyout candidate. Uh, might be headed to a, a better team like the Nets or the Clippers, but I'm not sure how that'll play out. Uh, J.J. is a guy who he's a spark plug off the bench because he can shoot lights out. And yeah, he shoots at such a high clip that he's a major asset. But I don't, I don't know. In, in the Pelicans games I've seen, I don't really think they use him to his full potential. Yeah, he just is. I don't know. He's not. He's not a facilitator. He's used best in that. Uh, in that, put him in the corner and shoot roll. Well, so yeah, he, I don't, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. He's quite, he is a spot-up shooter, but the thing to mention is that he's 36 years old. Like, he's probably wanting a championship before he retires. Does he have a championship? I don't think he has a championship. I don't think so. But, no, he's definitely not a guy who's a part of their long-term future. Uh, The guy who I'm interested to see if he is a part of their long-term future is Lonzo. Yeah, so Lonzo is... Lonzo, he's known for being a horrible shooter, but this year he's really kind he's of really he's turning that around, and he's such a great facilitator and playmaker. If now that he's got that shot developing, he could turn into a great player. Lonzo is a guy who, in in previous years, he shoots probably right around fifty percent from the free throw line. And free throw lines generally pretty indicative of a guy's shooting ability, because it's just such a standard shot. But Lonzo's up to I think seventy-seven percent from the free throw line this year. He's shooting well above league average from three. I think thirty-nine percent, even with such an ugly shot, it's still falling a lot for him. He's averaging a career high fourteen points. Uh, he's a guy who. Even in a couple of years in the right situation, could be averaging a triple double. I think he doesn't get talked about as much this year because his little brother Lamelo is doing so well. Yeah. But he is—he's definitely a guy who 
at one point, I think the Pelicans were iffy about having him be a big part of their future. But now, I, I, he's a guy you got to think long and hard about. He's been in a lot of trade speculation with the Clippers, but it's going to take a lot for the year he's having. It's going to take a lot more than it would have, at least, to, yeah. to get him on that yeah, and his assist numbers have gone down slightly from the last two seasons, but if his point numbers are going up, I think that's okay because I think he's developing it in the right direction because in past years he's been getting like 7.27, but this year he's got 5.6, but really I I don't think that's such a bad thing. He's been scoring a lot and He's get, getting a lot smarter with it, as anyone does, because, you know, uh, one, at 23. One of, the things, one of the things we've seen from him in past years is just honestly a fear of shooting. Because yeah. he's, he's been not a confident shooter at all, and he's missed an air ball. And air balls seem to do something to a basketball player's psyche. Yeah. But he's really missed a lot of open shots throughout his career. So we've seen him be left alone at the three-point line and him pass up those shots. Where And those are shots in the NBA you just have to take. And as a point guard, you honestly have to be able Unless to you're Shaq or Ben Simmons. Well, if you're a point guard, it's unless you're Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, Ben almost plays a bigger role now than, than point guard. But yeah. it's, I don't know, it, those are very important shots. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think it did do a number on his confidence, but it's nice to see him back on the right track this year. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about two two of the guys who I think are for sure going to be a big part of their future, Brandon Ingram and Zion. Yeah. So they got, they got Brandon Ingram in the trade. I'd say that was a pretty good win-win trade, but they've done a great job of developing Ingram because – like, let's be honest, he, he wouldn't have gone a ton of touches with Anthony Davis and LeBron, but he's been, he's such an efficient shooter. He averaged 47 field goal, 37, 38 from three, and 80, 88 from the free, from the free throw line. But his points numbers are way up this season and he's playing great he you know he's developing a ton and if he puts on a couple more pounds we could see him he start to develop his defensive game cuz it's there but it's not like great defense but yeah, yeah. Brandon Ingram is He's a guy with that Kevin Durant-like frame. Uh, he, he can average 20 points in his sleep. I believe he averages around like 23, 24 points. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he has such a nice stroke. Uh, he's got, he does honestly have one of the nicest shots for a, for a big guy in the league. Uh, he is he's a guy I, I need to see more from to believe that he can lead a team. And he's not even the best player on the team, but... To believe that he can be a top player, top two player on a team that uh, wins a championship or has playoff success, because we haven't really ever seen that from him. But regardless, he has a lot of talent, and he's a guy you want to build your core around. 
Yeah, so, yeah, he has been improving, but so now should we talk about Zion a little? Yeah, Zion Latif Williamson, what a middle name. Uh, He, this year was his first time being an all-star. He is going to be in a lot more all-star games to come, but... Just the athleticism from a six foot seven, two hundred eighty four pound guy. <laughs> he can jump. What do you remember? What is vertical? Forty five inch vertical of with two hundred eighty five pounds with with two hundred eighty five pounds of pure muscle and six feet seven feet tall. He can he can jump forty five inches into the air. Yeah. Uh, he is a menace, but. He also this year is he's averaging 25 points a game. Uh, one thing we've seen a lot more from the Pelicans is actually using Zion to facilitate the offense, which might be when we talked about Lonzo, why we saw his assist numbers dip. But in previous years, they've sort of just used Zion on the boards and for set plays to run through him. But this year we're seeing Zion get the ball into his hands get into the lane, make good plays with it. And I think that's been really pivotal for the Pistons, yeah. I mean, for, for the Pelicans offense. And this year, we've also seen him, like, develop defensively. He's been doing great. Like, sometimes he'll some be switched on to the centers and – uh, he can defend himself because he's 285 pounds of pure muscle and can jump 45 inches into the air. So they can't. It's not like they're gonna back him down. And if they try to shoot over top of him, he can get up in the air. And I, I think he's a guy that could guard one through five effectively. And yeah. Yeah, he's he's got the weight to put up a fight for sure. Um. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what the cap on his career will be. He's, he's only 20 years old. He's the same age as me. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm curious to see the trajectory of his development. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about a couple other pieces who may or may not be around the long term. Uh, Josh Hart is a guy who could be interesting. I think I – think in the right circumstances, he'll be around, but he's also he's a lot more expendable than the other guys we've mentioned. Yeah. He but, he doesn't put up any crazy numbers, but he's a solid ro- role player, and he gets his job done. He gets he grabs quite a few rebounds for a guard. He gets seven point four rebounds a game. Then yeah. Yeah, so I don't. He doesn't handle the ball very much out there, though. He just takes the open shots, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he's a spot up shooter necessarily, but yeah. No, and I think for the Pelicans, he he plays an important role. He plays. He, I think he backs up Brandon Ingram at small forward, even though he's a. I thought he was a guard, but uh, I think he's been playing quite a bit of small forward this year. Um, yeah, he's just a smart and responsible player. Nothing nothing overly flashy. Uh, they, they just acquired Steven Adams, was it this year? 
Yeah. Uh, from the off season. From OKC. What's uh either this year or, yeah, somewhere around this year. This Aquaman. The guy who I think he is an asset to the team. He a lot of bigs are shooting nowadays. He's still not much of a shooter, but he's so tough on the boards, and he really brings a lot of energy to the squad. Yeah. Well, the Pelicans have it all. They have outside shooters, and they do need that guy to just kind of hold down the paint because Zion could be that guy, but he's very mobile. But they have Steven Adams, who's doing his job on the glass, grabbing the boards. He doesn't have to handle the ball much because they have other players to do that. He only gets eight points a game. And, but he has a great effective field goal percentage, and that's just I mean, What's his three-point percentage? Zero. <laughs> the, thing, the thing with a guy like Stephen Adams is Zion also doesn't shoot the three ball very well. I think he is around... 30%, 31%. But, uh, so in order to get Zion space, you kind of need shooters out there. That's another reason the emergence of Lonzo has been so important because before putting Lonzo on the perimeter, nobody's respecting him at all. Now they have to guard him. So if you have a Brandon Ingram, a Zion Williamson with the ball in his hands, a Lonzo ball, you got JJ out there, maybe Eric Bledsoe. It's so tough to guard because all of those guys can shoot. But yeah. if you throw Steven Adams, it, it's probably just another guy who's going to sag off and be able to apply more pressure onto Zion. And, but if, know, if they say go, I find that if they sag off of Steven Adams, he's probably pretty close under the hoop. And he's got, if they give it to him, he's free. So I think yeah. they, I guess, I see what you mean for like, if someone drives, they can switch on to that guy if they get by their defender. But I think they, you do need that center. And, yeah. He, I don't know. I think, I think that's just the, what makes him expendable, though, on this team. And long term, uh, they're developing a guy like Jackson Hayes, who he's the guy who does it all from the center position. And yeah, I'd, I, if Jackson Hayes does make some strides in the coming years, I'd look look at him to replace Stephen Adams. He is at the NBA level not shot the ball incredibly well, but that's sort of, I think that's more of a symptom of inexperience than anything else. So yeah, he, I think is. Looking at it now, his field goal percentage this year is 74%. Yeah. Three-point percentage is down about 25%, but beats 0%. Yeah, I guess so. Is it, if it, like, he doesn't shoot a ton, but that's because he's not getting a ton of minutes, I guess, because, you know, he it, he's the same age as Zion, but not quite as good. You know, there's one more guy I think we should talk about on this roster. They've got a lot of other role players, but one guy who, if he pans out, could be a very important part of their future is Nikhil Alexander-Walker. 
Yeah, I mean, Nikhil Alexander Walker. The, the thing I'm noticing on this roster is that they have so many young people. I think they have like five or six people that are under 23 or so, or under 24 or something. But they're missing that one guy to develop all of them. The older guy that will develop. They have they have uh, JJ Redick, but he's not. It's not, the, really, uh, it's not really. not like it helps having a veteran, but I think it's not it does. necessary to have. Like it's not the job of the veteran to develop all these guys. Maybe it's important for them to see how a professional behaves in the NBA and get lots of life advice, and it it helps. Don't get me wrong, but. I still think, I don't know, they, they should be okay without uh, a steady veteran. Well, yeah. I think, and JJ is that guy, too. But he's just, not, he's not that crazy of a leader. But, so, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he he's averaging, like, around eight points, two... 2.6 rebounds and two assists. But the thing I'm worried about is his shooting. Like his percentages. He has 40 field goal, 32 uh, three-point line, and 81 free throw. So, like, it's not horrible, but it's not anything you'd really want to see from a guy that's not... Like, you want your non-star players to have pretty good shooting splits. The thing is, I don't know, he's, he's a young guy, he's 22 years old, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of young guards seem to shoot the ball poorly when they enter the league and steadily improve, which uh, his percentages show that he has steadily improved. He was shooting the ball 36% his rookie year. This year he's up to 40%. I think he'll keep trending upward. Uh, free throw percentage is usually a pretty good indicator of a player's shooting ability, and he shoots that at 82%. So I think once he irons out some of, and just learns how to deal with some of the shooting pressure he'll face, uh, I think that'll help him out a lot. But uh, he's a guy who shows flashes of his cousin, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, just having an, a fantastic year. And I just, if, if this Pelicans team can develop this guy into a Shea Gilgis, um, that would be such an asset. Hell, yeah. Because Shea is a great two-way player. But, yeah, so that will pretty much wrap this segment up. And any any last things to say, Ethan? Pelicans for the 2025 NBA championship. I'm going to say they're in 2025, they're making it to the conference finals, but then getting knocked out by the Bucks. Actually, the Bucks. Giannis will be old by then. Well... Actually, he won't be that old. He'll be like 30. He'll be a little over yeah. 30, but yeah, okay. 
I'll wrap this segment up. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the pod. And thank you to Ethan for joining in over the phone. And yeah, please be sure to tune in next week.